You dark hair cell podcast motherfuckers, we're live down here in the dark hair cell basement. <laughs> Today we have it: the myth, the legend, the man himself, Justin Riley, aka Sandman. Say hello, guys. Hello, Mister Justin Riley, aka Sandman, aka Doctor Psycho himself. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for very much for having me on. I You're appreciate welcome. that. Well, got to it's an honor, guys. We we've been well for us. It's been three weeks, but here we are. You guys know who I am. I am Snags the Clown. I didn't even give him an introduction this time. I, I said you guys can just deal with it. I fucking I'm a miserable per person. <laughs> yeah. But today's episode is the Sandman. This is exciting for us. We brought one of our own from Land of Illusion. Yeah, and this one's this one's nice. I mean, no offense to Skids, because he was one of our own too. Well, but this one yeah, right here is yeah. very, very Skids important. Skids is to coming us. out of his shell. You know, he's he's like a butterfly. He's molting into a beautiful thing. This one here is a Mothra. legend. <laughs> this this man is JC. He's a legend. He's a legend at Land of Illusions, guys. And the only reason why I said that you should I I always bring this up to people to stand an ovation that you got last year from what over a hundred people, man, just. They blew my mind. And I seen your face. I seen it. I choked up. I, 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 I was I, sitting there holding back so much tears, man. You you wouldn't believe it. And here we are, 2022, January. Jan- no, January. <laughs> it's June. Yeah. It's awfully hot for January. <laughs> it's like 100 degrees. It is June 15th, but when this episode comes out, it'll be June 20th. So, Justin. What is your problem? Uh, dude, I've been working way too much. I guess. <laughs> Shit. So, here we are. I'm so happy. Next year, you're going to tell me it's Christmas. No, I, no, don't say that. We don't want to be Christmas. But <laughs> today, it's Justin Riley, a.k.a. Mr. Sandman, a.k.a. Dr. fucking Psycho. It's Dr. Psy- Christopher Psycho. I know. I know. <laughs> the, guys, a little bit about Justin, man. How long have you been at Land of Illusion? Uh, this will make my sixth year being there. And that's six, six years, years period of haunting, correct? Yes, sir. Man. And the this guy <laughs> came out of nowhere. And I remember the first time I ever talked to him, I asked him about his beard. He has a very glorious <laughs> beard, guys. And uh, he just called me to keep shaving. And I did. And I grew a beard last year for the first time. And I'm like, man, <laughs> I did it, Justin. I <laughs> this was for you. <laughs> you did, man. I love it. I, I love did. it. But then I, I ended up shaving off because I wasn't used to it. But this guy <laughs> used to roll around in the fucking mud. Like every night. Every and, night. And, and it didn't matter if it was, if it was like dry as a fucking desert, he'd find a way to get it wet. <laughs> Literally. Cause like, uh, 2017, I uh, got thrown in, uh, was on the haunted trail and they put me in a, um, a big area where it was just nothing but sand, mud, and a cage, and baby dolls on a conveyor belt saying, "Hey, make this work, uh, okay?" And literally that night, it was like the the rage. Everything was so intense. So for me, it was like I'll be one with this scene, man. And Mister Sandman was born because I, I've always heard Mr. Sandman from when I was a kid. It's always stuck with me, that song. And then having Metallica's Inner Sandman, I just absolutely love him. And uh, the very first comic book that I ever got was Incredible Hulk 113. And uh, on the cover, you see the Sandman uh, basically choking um, the Hulk with all the sand. And so I wanted to kind of come full circle. Keep talking. Come full circle with that and basically bring this back. So... Yeah, it's 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 been it's a huge honor. This this guy he he has knowledge of so many comic books, so many movies, 
in the drawing in the oh my god it's amazing it's not even just Thank amazing you. it's 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 an unbelievable thing because he let's say he got he got here probably around like 345 came downstairs in a dark car- carousel basement <laughs> within 10 minutes he had some awesome mass drawing it's like the Dude, incredible it hook. so it's like now it's gonna be hanging up about on our wall for yeah. memories man because it's just that was just 10 minutes. Yeah. And he showed us his portfolio. You give him 45 minutes. You give him an hour. You give him a day and watch the collections. Yeah. And, and it's it's unbelievable. And we are so excited to finally have you on, it's, on this it's show. It's an honor, man. Thank you. Thank you guys so, for having me. Let's take it back. Okay. <laughs> mm, let's say, let's, let's go back to 1945. <laughs> <laughs> Let's well, take it back. If you're talking Dr. Psycho, it's 1834. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Let's take it back before we get into haunting. Mm-hmm. Where were you? On the night of January. Oh, my God. <laughs> of, yeah. It's like a Metallica song, Wherever I May Roam. Yeah. <laughs> what made you start drawing? Oh, man. Uh, comic books. Uh, the, like I said, the first Hulk com- or first comic book I ever got was Incredible Hulk 113. And I was just so captivated from it. And it was even before I even watched the Incredible Hulk television show with Bill Bixby and Lou Ferrigno. So I discovered in, uh, comic books at a very, very young age because uh, it was cheap entertainment, you know. Back in the 80s, uh, comic books were like uh, quarters, you know, they're very cheap. So, I mean, it's it's spawned from there. And now it's like where I have pretty much, like, I'm missing four issues of Incredible Hulk, one, two, five, and one eighty one, and I literally have every Hulk comic ever made. I've, I've been to your house, and yeah. you showed me the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the room. It is the uh, room. That's a sign. The and Hulk he, shrine. And he, could, I, he, shrine. Could, he could barely open the door with all the comic books that he has. Damn. Yeah, dude, it's, it's crazy. It and um, have so, you ever met Lou Ferrigno? Uh, unfortunately, I have not. Uh, I um, have. Uh, when he uh, owned. Well, when he owned Moore's Fitness, yeah, they had one here in Middletown, up here on Briel. Okay. Well, anyhow, my girlfriend in high school worked at Moore's, and a couple of our other friends worked there during high school after mm-hmm. hours. Well, anyhow, I went up there one night just to hang out after closing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, she would tell me once in a blue moon he would come in and he was big on checking his stores or you know his gyms. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, whatever, you know, I didn't believe it. Next thing you know. We heard the door unlock, and one of the managers was like, oh, man, it's him. I know it. He's the only one with the key, you know, because I got the key. And he's like, it's him. I was like, oh, okay, cool. He goes, you're good. You know, you're know, you with us. All right. He comes in. I want the, it kind of got like an Arnold, Arnold voice, you know. Yeah. I guess some steroid guys. I want this place cleaned up a little bit better, guys. <laughs> I'm like. He's a big dude, 6'5", man. Yeah, and I'm he's looking a, at him, and I'm huge. like, uh, okay. So he goes, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing all right, call, uh, Hulk. <laughs> he started laughing. He goes, I'm not the green guy right now. And I started laughing. I was like, I didn't know how to take it. I was trying to be polite, but at the same time, he, that accent that he had. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, but anyhow, watching him talk to his employees, I understand as a boss, you got to be kind of assertive, but dude, he was kind of a dick. Mm. I mean, but, he was okay with me, but to his employees, he was kind of a dick. And I was you like, you got to be. When you own a gym like that, man, you got to just, you know, take yeah, but I don't it. I don't think Moore's is around anymore. I think it went closed down. Well, I do. If, I mean, if the Incredible Hulk came to me and started being a dick, I'm going to be like, okay, yes, sir, man. Yeah, okay. Be like, Hulk, smash. Hulk, no. Yeah. No, take a Xanax. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the, man, dude, with, with, all the, with all the drawings yep. and stuff, mm-hmm. did you just start? Yeah, it's uh, it was basically just to kind of draw uh, the Incredible Hulk. It was basically, at a, like I said, at a young age. And when I got that issue, I was just so captivated by this huge green monster. I mean, he was just, like, I was just, like, just pulled right into the universe right off the bat. And then I was like, well, I'm going to sit there and draw this. And then it just kept happening more and more. And as I kept drawing him, I was like, one day, one day. I don't know how long it's going to be, but one day I will draw a cover just to say thank you to a character that's basically saved my life. And if it wasn't for the Incredible Hulk, I I wouldn't be here right now talking with you guys. That's the honest truth. And literally, it's like me and Bruce Banner's uh, past, which is the alter ego of the Hulk, um, mirrors so, so much. And it's, it's, it's crazy. 
But like I said, you know, I just want to say thank you to this character. And just to do one cover for him, it wouldn't make, and just my childhood dreams come true. Absolutely. I mean, it's not about money. It's not about the recognition. It's just to say I did something I pursued <clears throat> since I was a kid, and I finally achieved it. Now, and it, like his, you're, I don't understand how you do what you do, what you do. Um, just the drawings, and it's not even just the Incredible Hawks, the, the one story that you made up. The, the the beast is revenge dude i that that just that the scenes that you just drew and it's just it's it's not simple and i'll tell you that flat out that is not a simple drawing but right there but just with the 30 second story that you just gave us mm-hmm. made that picture a lot bigger than what it was that's huge and <clears throat> the you can you can tell in every art that you draw it, there's a story behind it and you don't even have to say anything there's a lot of, in a good way, in darkness. Right. But everybody lives in darkness in their own way. Absolutely. Everybody has their own beast. Mm-hmm. Your beast is drawing. I, I, I think it, it helps me channel and keep uh, the beast <clears throat> at bay, if you will. And I hope <laughs> I never see that beast. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's, that's uh, years of therapy and uh, a lot of medication <laughs> to help keep that all in check. Oh, so. good. I don't want to see Matt Justin. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's like, you know, and also, too, you know, I want, when, when you're doing a lot of artwork, instead of conveying words, because, like, you know, people have uh, different ways of interpreting the same words and stuff like that. With, with mine, with the artwork I want to do is I'll be able to uh, capture things without after saying, have to say the word at all. So be able to tell some, like a whole story without ha- uttering a single word in any of the panels. I mean, just that's what we artists try to showcase to the audience is basically what what's going on inside of us. And a lot of it's that that inner turmoil that we all have and is be able to express yourself and to get it like out because a lot of times if you keep the, sh- the shit in man, and it bottles up man you're 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 a powder keg waiting to explode yeah. and <clears throat> we'll definitely i'm gonna take a few pictures of your stuff if you don't mind and post it up on our page and share it out absolutely guys his his portfolio i mean it, it dates back all the way from like the early 90s and up and there is just the nostalgia of what he does you can tell you're a comic guy, straight up, <laughs> hands down. You love the 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 comics and do and but you do it in your own way. It's like in any in a comic that I've ever seen. But I don't even read comics. But I, that's the shit that I see, and I'm like, holy shit! And like I I've seen him do work when we went to the art convention in Dayton, mm-hmm. yep. and when you drew up me and Sparky. Yep. And it was just like we were there probably. Uh, Three or four hours, and here he had this whole, I don't know what, they just the sketch out. And we're like, you're not done? <laughs> There's more? No. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there was a thing, because I, I wanted to make it unique when you guys came over. So that I, I was thinking I was wanting to challenge myself, and I was like, what better way to do this? these two clowns on this picture and do all dots? And literally, like, both your guys' faces are all done in just dots. The entire fucking piece. Unbelievable. It's, it's like all dots. And it just blows me away kind of looking back at it. It's like, man, that's a lot of dots. Now, <laughs> here's a question I'm going to ask. You told me the other night how it Please. happened. Mm-hmm. What made you want to come to Land of Illusion? What? what, what, what oh, made? God. Oh, God. This uh, is, this, this, it's, 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 that's quite of a funny thing. It's right a fun there. story. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, this is... this is. Uh, I've been trying to get it to Land of Illusion for ever, it seems like, right? So I was over at my buddy Nick's house, and Nick Sizemore, if you're hearing this, buddy, cahoots to you, man. Love you, bub. <laughs> uh, literally, what happened, I came over to his house, and uh, one of his buddies was over there, and his buddy wound up working for Land of Illusion. And we just started shooting the shit and stuff, and he's like, yeah, man, I work at this haunted house and stuff. I'm like, oh, shit, really? Where do you work at? And he's like, Land of Illusion. I'm like, Fuck, man, I've been trying to get in there forever. <laughs> it's like, you know, here's an opportunity. He was like, you know, like, you know do, can you scare people? Like, bro, you don't have no idea. <laughs> None. And so I was like, well, you just point me in the right direction. 
And by the end of the season, you will see. And sure shit enough, he gets there and uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to name his name, but he, he's uh, working in uh, the, um, he's a roamer. He was roaming, but he had one of those robot suits. You yeah, remember yeah. what I'm talking about? <laughs> yep. Okay. So back in you know, 2017, he's working there and uh, I'm on the trail, right? Because apparently all the houses and everything had filled up. So um, I got pulled off the side and like, hey, you want to you wanna spot out here on the trail? Like, yeah, dude, that's what I've been trying to get out here for. And so I literally got, that's when I got thrown out in that uh, sand pit, make this shit work. Okay. The sand man is born. And literally that's, it. by the end of the season, I, uh, <laughs> I, I ran back into that dude, right? And um, so uh, I was like, you remember how you told me you wondered if I can scare anybody. He's like, yeah. I was like, give me a second. I gotta go out in my car and get something. So I go out in my truck and I grab both the wards and I come back and I set them down on the counter. I'm like, what's this tell you? <laughs> and he didn't say a fucking word after. Not that. just one, <laughs> but you got two. Yeah, the fir- first year um, it was uh, serendipity, and uh, I was I, it was like in a cast of a bat. It was beautiful, and, it, and here was what's funny. It's like a, it's a bat. It's in case, right? But the stand is shaped of the Superman symbol. I thought it was funny because it was bat, and then Superman, Batman, Superman. I thought that was funny. <laughs> but then it's like I'm sitting at the table, just like really just looking at this, you know, this awesome trophy, and I'm like, oh my god, I just can't believe it. And like everything had stopped, like the time and everything. It was just like in that moment. And then all of a sudden, I heard my name being called again. And I look over, and I seen you pop up. And you were, like, wide-eyed and everything. Like, yeah. I was screaming, the only one. I was dude. So I'm like, what excited. the fuck? <laughs> and so I'm getting up, and people are clapping for me. I'm like, what the hell? And, like, so I go up there, and they hand me this big baseball bat with the brains on it. I'm like, what the best actor? It's like, holy shit, man. And I was like, yeah, that was that was literally my first year I've ever met you. And that was my yeah. first year first that year. I got <laughs> fucking Sunday. No, I, I was so excited for him because he he fucking came out of nowhere and like yeah. I already knew this guy driving a fucking umbrella truck. Yeah, umbrella <laughs> corporation. And I was like, dude, this guy's a badass. And yeah. I was talking about his beard, but we clicked immediately and like we always talked. But then all of a sudden at that damn um, the banquet. I, I, that was my first year that I've ever got best actor. But for some reason, when I heard your name the first time, I was like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, Justin. Then I heard it again for the, that was my fourth year being there. I've never heard that. Yeah. Two, an actor getting two fucking awards. I yep. was like, yeah! Um, <laughs> yeah! And, and you know, that was, it was a, it was a beautiful thing. Cause like, uh, I met, uh, Dana that night and I met. Meanwhile, somebody's over there. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Well, it, it was it was really humbling because all you know I met Dana Oakley and Brett Oakley that night, and they and both congratulated me. And like you know, this was the they said this is the first time you know anybody's won two awards mm-hmm. right back to back like that. Dude, it was in the first in their first year, it was, and it was like I said, I'm like I am in awe. I'm humbled. Thank you. Like and, I, I don't and and the best thing about it is. You are not a cocky person. No. You don't rub it in people's faces like, yeah, man, I did this. But every year so far, if you've gotten one, haven't you? Yes. That's it. Fuck. I don't. don't. When the Temple of Terror, before you went in there and you were Mr. Sandman, it was garbage. The year that you made me edit Blood Feast, right? Yes. yes, and I was like, "What is this guy doing?" He's like, "Just, just edit the titties out for me." I'm like, "I got you, I got you, Justin." <laughs> That's it. That's all we so needed. So he, he sent me the movie. I edited it out. He put it in the queue line, and then it fucking was there. It was there. Was the story of what's his name? Wishita. Ishtar. 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 <laughs> just cut it, the titties it, out, and it's good. Dude, what? no, that it was like <laughs> it was not even like. 10 minutes in the movie. He said, this is where it's at. It was exactly, it was like 12 frames at 12 frames. Remember you had to cut out of this and, and literally all it was, was because, uh, Fuwad Ramsey's, and this is an old 1960, 1963, actually blood feast was directed by Hirsch and Gordon Lewis. And in the beginning of it, this guy, uh, finds this woman in, in a bathtub and he fucking kills her, right? Cuts off her limbs and shit. 
and basically, uh, so it shows her laying in the tub with the suds, and and they basically was on the breast. So it showed the nipple. We had to cut that nipple out. So that was like twelve frames, I believe it was. But other than that, they didn't show any tits. And yeah. so that's how we was able to play that through the cue line. And I told him, I was like, if we can base this movie and do an homage piece into the Temple of Terror, a lot of people that are horror fans will see this mm-hmm. and be like, holy shit, you know, there's an actual haunt dedicated to this old classic movie. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the very first gore films. Yeah. It actually showed like this guy pulling a fucking tongue out of this girl's mouth. Yeah. And it was a, it was a sheep's tongue. And they had to put like jello and like cranberry sauce and stuff like that, so that way the girl could eat it or <laughs> have it in her mouth. But she was uh, from the Playboy Mansion. They yeah. were like, because she had a big mouth. They were like, "Why well, put this uh, sheep's tongue in there, dude?" <laughs> so like they pull it out and shit, and then like this big fucking climactic watershed scene. Like you know, you see this big tongue, and he's sitting there like fucking playing with it and shit. But the story goes is Fuad Ramsey's this uh, dedicated, almost like cultist that's killing all these innocent people to de- dedicate to this goddess Ishtar. Mm-hmm. It's an actual uh, goddess of uh, war and love. No. And so what I was thinking, I was like, if we could cater the, the temple of terror around this and have like a bunch of cult leaders and uh, cultists running around sat- trying to sacrifice the customers to Ishtar, fuck, dude, we just changed this whole fucking haunt around. And it, here's the thing. The temple of terror... It wasn't good then. But they didn't really change any scenes when you decided to do the story. And you weren't even a manager. Mm. You were the greeter Mm -hmm. of the the elevator, would you call it? Right at the beginning. Right at the beginning. And the the story that you would give out Mm -hmm. is just, are you ready to have some fun? You want me to do it? (laughs) Yes, please. Howdy, folks. Welcome. How you doing tonight? Gather around, gather around. I like to step right on in. Don't be shy. I'm Mr. Sandman. I bid you all welcome to the Temple of Ishtar, the goddess of love and war, and she's ready to meet you all. Are you ready to have some fun? Yes! <laughs> Thank you! Thank you! This <laughs> But the, the, and it was just like, the, the whole, it finally had a story. Yep. So you did that for a year. Yep. 2019. Yes. You yep. moved to Dr. Psycho's, correct? I have. Was the, it was it nineteen? Yes, it was uh, basically right after haunt season was over in two thousand eighteen. Uh, we rolled into twenty nineteen and um, or hold on, no, that's twenty twenty. Sorry, twenty twenty. Okay, because twenty eighteen I was still on the trail. Okay, yeah. Uh, twenty nineteen yeah. we was in the temple. Twenty twenty I wound up moving to Doctor Psycho. Yes, you're right. You're right. And uh, shout out to Cody Wilmot. Thank you very much for giving me the honor. And privileged to be in Doctor Psycho. It's very humbling, and thank you. And that's when Doctor Psycho's name was born. Yes. uh, See, and they they asked me, "Is like, hey, you know, we want you to be Doctor Psycho, but make him, you know, your own. Make him unique, and make him, you know, how you want to." Get basically gave me creative control on this, and so I was like, "All right, cool." So, is there any way I can take this character into like um, the old school era? Yeah. And he says. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I, w- I did a lot of research on them, mm-hmm. and then come to find out that they did a trailer uh, over 10 years ago. Yeah. And then when they did it, it was like back in 1800s. Yeah. I was like, this is perfect. You know, I was like, I'm going to take this character back to the Victorian era. Mm-hmm. And so that way I can, I was like, well, does he have a first name? And it's just always been Dr. Psych. Yeah. I was like, well, if I'm going to make this. I'm going to make a character. Me. I'm going to make like, it. Like, he's, he's a part of mm-hmm. me now. So I'm like, Dr. Christopher Psycho. <laughs> so that, and it's basically, you know, that's how that was all created. And again, I did a lot of uh, old research on uh, the clothing and everything. Mm. I had to order a bunch of different articles of clothing yeah. through different areas uh, like Moscow and, I mean, New Zealand. I mean, it's crazy how many different pieces I had to put together. But, yeah. you know, in the end, it actually had that old Victorian style. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I started doing it, uh, I actually had a big body that was in the house. And they were like, here, here's your dead body on the table. Yeah. Perfect. So um, me and my girlfriend at the time, we, we created this um, concoction of making uh, guts and everything. Mm-hmm. So we did this whole awesome thing of where uh, we can make jello 
guts and stuff like that. So make it edible. So in case a, you know, we have drunks come through the haunt all the time. Yeah. And they'll get, they'll get touchy feely. So here, let me try this out. Let me see how this tastes. And it's like, they'll taste it and it's edible. Mm. But at the same time, you're like, what the fuck is this? I don't understand <laughs> it. What the, it's nasty. Yeah. It's that's like, what you get for putting your hands on it. And that's why I tell them children shouldn't play with dead things. Yeah. And it's like, you know, this is your fault. I mean, like it's, here for your entertainment you shouldn't play with it though see that's one thing in the acting world that gets kind of annoying when you're in a house like that the line is constantly coming yes. you never actually get to put on a full show for people right. so it's just like quick things you got to do so they can keep the line moving see when we worked at other haunts some of the scenes that we did we actually had control of what time we oh. had with the people and which was nice now granted you had to still be reasonable so you can keep people going yep. but it was a group of people that would come and you had them, and you could just do what you wanted. And it was great because you yep. could get out what you needed to get out. But that's the beauty thing of roaming mm-hmm. is when we roam, guess what? I could chase that person all the way to the next house. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then once they hit that line, they're, they're mine. And then right. you know, I have my fun with it. So, But definitely, though, like even like the couple times that I did get to sneak in and ch- you know check everything out when I'm acting, for some reason, they don't like it when we go actually through the haunts. They don't care if we go through the lines, but they don't want us to go through the haunts in character just because they don't want to take away. Which um, I and I understand, and mm-hmm. I and I and I feel the same way. But we still get certain people that still like to try to roam the haunts, and it's like, uh, I mean, I know everybody's curious and likes to see everything, mm-hmm. but at the same time, for respect for other haunters, I don't want to steal anybody's. Now, I can say that I am very guilty of just popping up. I popped up in your scene a few times. I loved it. See, now, I, see, I love when people come in my scenes. Mm-hmm. I, I love it because, like, the more people that I have, it's like when you came in there, what, which one was you done? Was I was it? doing my version of the boogeyman. I had the... the the neon shit yes. in my ears. Yeah. Yes. And then I, I wrote in like, we was like, I was even telling all the customers that we were brothers. Mm. And it, it was beautiful, man. I don't know That's, what the hell I was doing. I, was, I, I remember I was at a computer. Just, <laughs> I remember when you even like dropped down and scared those fucking one people and they ran like scalded dogs like towards me and shit. Like, well, they're, the stairs. they're more focused at you, but they're worried about this fucking dude. Like, what's wrong with this dude? And all of a sudden I slam on the fucking ground. Uh, they're like, what the fuck? Uh, I'm done. They didn't like that well even like the last year when you needed the mattress when me and adam brought that mattress in Mm -hmm. adam's like dude you need to come through tonight and mess with him and like let him like throw you up on the bed like this is one of my experiments that escaped like type shit i was like okay but then all of a sudden i got shot down they're like no don't go in there i was like okay i won't then fine Ruin my fun. I've learned I, 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 I invite anybody to come and hang out with me anytime, really. It's, it's, I, I the more the merrier, really. And it's like if I have more people from different places in the haunts and stuff like that coming in and interact with me, we'll make a whole fucking story. Yeah. Like, it, we'll it, make shit work. A few times I was in there, I, I enjoyed myself. I didn't know really what I was doing, but it was gold. Well, see, that's the thing. You just come in and have fun, dude. Yeah. I like, and just let yourself fucking go. And that, and that's what I love. It's the energy we all have, yeah. and the passion for this. It's because it's not it's not just like a coat you you know put on and take off at <clears> night. <throat> shit, like this is shit's a fucking lifestyle. Well, that's what like we were talking about earlier. You only have a handful of people really out there that are really dedicated that go year round mm-hmm. that are constantly coming up with new stuff. Absolutely, and that's the same thing here at Dark Hair. So we are constantly coming up with new things, even. To better our characters, our main characters we use, but then our side characters that we'll bring out every now and then on theme nights or whatever, mm-hmm. stuff like that. We're constantly trying to better. Mm-hmm. Out there, most of the things are, most of the people out there are kids, mm-hmm. and it's just a hobby, and it's just a, I'm cool because I work at a haunt. They don't actually have it deep inside of them to really believe in it and, yep. you know, take it with them year round. Mm-hmm. They just don't have, they don't, they, they see the 40 bucks and that's it. And they get to well, I don't even it. think they see the money. I think it's just, it's just it's a fun. bragging thing. Yeah, and, and, it's a bragging thing. I work at a haunt. Well, see, I, I got to tell a lot of people, it's like, if you're in this for money, dude, get Wrong the business. hell out. Yeah. Get the hell out because you're not you're not in this to make money. It's yep. it's to fucking, it's doing it because you love it. Yeah. And we, and we have this fucking deep love for it, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, we can get paid fucking like pennies and we still do it yeah. because we care so much about it. And, and it's not, I, I like... I really didn't start getting into haunting because this will be my 16th year haunting. And um, 
I didn't really start getting into haunting until like my, I'm going to say like my, probably like my 10th year, I actually started getting really into it because that's when I started coming up with my characters. And honestly, that's when I started, uh, when I joined the clown house, um, I just felt like I needed something. I needed, I needed, well, I won't say 10 years. It was 2014 was my first year at the clown house. And I always wanted to be a clown. Um, <clears throat> I don't have a fascination of clowns. Clowns are honestly not my favorite thing. But for some reason, since I have ADHD through the fucking roof, a clown's the perfect thing. Mm-hmm. I'm a smartass. I've always been a smartass. I've, I'm always energetic. I'm a fucking clown. I don't know what it is. I, I mean, do I like clowns? Fuck no. I'm not afraid of them. I just don't care for them. But to be a clown, it's not easy. Right. It is. Not. I love it. <clears throat> I love it. No, I love, I love it. it because it's just the fact that <clears throat> clowns are so bipolar as it is. Anyways, one minute you're the happy-go-lucky. Here's a pop. Next, I'm gonna slice you in half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but that's you the, are getting it. That's the <laughs> and that's what freaks me. people out. Absolutely, uh, I don't trust a clown. Yeah, you know why? Because we're bipolar. Get over it. You know. <laughs> well, that's why cannibals don't like us because we taste funny. Yeah. yeah. And and it's just like clowns are just they're evil. Mm-hmm. Just because they have a smile on their face, deep inside they are screaming as loud as they can, mm-hmm. ready to rip your fucking throat out. <laughs> Absolutely. The horns. I hear the horns. I hear the horns. Where did he touch you? He touched me here. But it's just like the amount of energy that I brought throughout the years of haunting. I'm 30 this year. Started off when I was 14. And where I've grown of nonstop every year since I was 14, I just... Each year just kept on getting better. I start learning more about... You want to get to the point, mister. Now, what is it? What are you trying to tell us? <laughs> each each year, I've learned more and more about haunting. And then it, it it started to get to the point where it's not about the scaring. It's about just having fun with it. And then it just starts coming naturally. And then it's like, okay. And then all of a sudden, I remember when... Uh, I say probably like two... Th- when I met um, Sparky for the first time... Mm. That's when I started taking haunting really seriously. Each time you say his name, that's ten dollars that goes to a special <laughs> account. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, like I mean, either way, with him, him and I, we we did things that I have never thought we we would do. Well, what the fuck am I? Chop liver? Well, fuck you. No, I'm done. That's it. My mic's going off. <laughs> no, <laughs> what I'm saying is, where I was before, I was just a normal actor. I mean, I was just going out there to have some fun. But when I met him, he was in the same boat I was. He was just a normal actor. But we we started doing duo stuff, and we started going more and more. And then you got involved, and we started doing like those shows for Land of Illusion and then meeting all these people, doing live Facebook stuff. And then that's basically, in my eyes, that's where Dark Carousel started, is when everything started to fall in place. One person left. You and I finally got connected for the first time in, fuck, probably like two years because I haven't talked to anybody. But it's just like we we picked up where we left off and we blew the fuck up. We started this amazing podcast, show, studio, making masks, and it came out of nowhere. And, and it's just like I, I haven't talked to him in probably a year and a half, and all of a sudden I needed help at the clown house because I had nobody there to help me. I'm like, you know who would help me out, Steve? And that motherfucker showed up immediately. Immediately. <laughs> All because he was afraid of a ladder. No, it wasn't a ladder. I just needed fucking <laughs> He's help. Like, it's too tall. I was I was afraid. Yeah. It was, it was high up. It was like thirty feet up to get that big ass clown off. <laughs> it was but, a big it was a big ladder. But it's just the fact that he came, the show started, and here we are, four years later, we got Justin Riley on the show. Unfucking believable. Yeah. And then the fact that <laughs> You're getting an award for this. I mean, it's 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 huge, man. It's a big honor. I, and, I don't even know what to say. Thank you it, enough. And and she, I, I've realized so much about haunting. Mm-hmm. It is yes, it's a big family. Absolutely. But here's the thing about haunting. Yeah, there are competitions between everybody. That's mm-hmm. just the world. Period. But the people that you meet, you're gonna get the assholes. But you're also gonna get those people that are just humble as fuck. Yep. You, I've met you. Back in, what, 17? 2017. 2017. Mm-hmm. No idea who the fuck you were. <laughs> Through my eyes, I would never talk to a person like you. But, <laughs> no, but you're, it's just the beard. I, I get it. I thought you were just big old country guy. This you're night. always making things difficult. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I mean, I'm not going to talk to this guy. And then you just start talking. And yeah. then when I started talking, and then we just, 
clicked. I'm like, what the fuck? I, I remember I was talking with you and Cody Lawson about uh, my beard and stuff. They were like, man, what what do you do with your, how do you grow that beard out so quick, like big like that? I'm like, it's a lot of shaving, <laughs> a lot of shampoo conditioning. Do you want me to make a YouTube video? I mean, yeah, like how you, to grow a beard. <laughs> you told me, I remember he's like, yeah, man, when you grow a beard, just use that um, mane and tail. tail. horse shit. Yeah, and I fucking used use it. it today, <laughs> I, still I used use to it. tease guys at work all the time because we had this one guy called Pony. And his hair was so shiny and slick, and he'd always keep it up in a man. Because at work, you're not allowed to have long hair hanging down. You have to put up on your heart. Right. Well, anyhow, whenever he'd take it down, people, he'd like, yeah, people brag about my long hair and how shiny it is. I said, like, you use that tail and mane shit, don't you? <laughs> and he didn't know what I was talking about. I originally saw that on a movie. Oh, really? On Blades of Glory. Oh, my God. Will Ferrell's like, yeah, use it. keep your hands off the tail and mane. <laughs> it's like, What? That's fucking great. <laughs> it's like what? I was like, all right. <laughs> oh, oh, but so when when Doctor Psycho yep. was created, mm -hmm. where do you think you were going to go with it? Mm. What do you uh, What do you mean exactly? Like through your eyes, compared to what it is now, okay. what vision did you have? Well. Uh, <sighs> You know, uh, shout out to my uh, psycho family and uh, my manager, Jordan. I love you guys very much, and I can't wait for this season. And uh, Dr. Psycho's got some big plans. What but, about his dick? Oh, <laughs> no, no, not, not, not like that. Not like that. I got, I got a new uh, personal experimentation I'm excited to uh, unveil upon the world this year. He's going to wheel around in that wheelchair? Some big plans. Are on the horizon. That's all I gotta say. Oh, That's okay. all I, can, I, I can't. I can't give anything else out because again, everything has to be kind of hush hush. And just if you guys get a chance, to come out. Please come out to Land of Illusion and Middletown, Ohio this year, and we have a lot, a lot of special surprises in store for you all. Trust me. Yeah. Um, how it took uh, like to take this character that's been done for so many years because this was this is Land of Illusion's character. And uh, again, when I when I was asked to be Doctor Psycho, again a huge honor because I, I wow, and I'm still humbled by this, and the mere fact to to have um, Doctor Psycho to, to to actually be in this house, and it's a haunted house, it's a two hundred year old house, mm -hmm. and then like you come in there, you could feel it. Your your back, your hair will stand up, dude. But down that crawl space, especially. Oh, the heart of the house, dude. I, like to call it. I love it. I love it. The heartbeat kind of reminds me of the Edgar Allan Poe, the tall tale heart. Yeah. We went. We were out there for something one year, and we had to go down in there for something. And he kept telling me about it. I was like, "What are you talking about?" No, literally, it, it goes from this side of the house to this side of the house. We were in one part of the house, and he goes, mm -hmm. "Like literally, if you crawl there, it'll take you to the other side." So finally, we walk mm -hmm. outside because, yeah, we weren't about to go in there. And then he goes and shows me the exit. I was like, "That's all connected. That's pretty far and deep." He goes, yeah, you should go down in there. So I step halfway down in there, and, dude, you feel it instantly on how cold it was. Oh, and it was, like, hot outside real bad, like 90-something degrees. I'm like, ice cold down there. Dude, ice. what's what's going on here? Well, see, that's why I tell it's every, every tell everybody it's the heart of the house. Because yeah. underneath, underneath that, where the basement is, it's directly where my lab is. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you can hear the da-dum, 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 the heartbeat. And it's, it's so awesome. It's so awesome. But... Going back to what you were saying and the, the character, because all every year that I've researched Dr. Psycho, it's uh, kind of been same similarity of you know, the look. And then I wanted to take this character back again to the 1800s. I was thinking uh, Jack the Ripper, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, you know, that Dr. Frankenstein. So that type of era mm -hmm. of having those clothings and stuff like that, that's why I wanted to take this character back to the almost uh, darker roots of it. And so when I started doing the whole experimentation, I wanted to bring people upon that. So when they're walking in the room, they're feeling they're immersed inside what we're doing. So when I would pull out the guts and uh, basically tell everybody, you know, like, Practice good hygiene so you won't wind up like this poor schmuck here on the table. <laughs> mm. I was sure you make sure you take care of yourself now, folks. So, and, and people love Dr. Psycho. They're like, what the fuck, man? This guy's cool. And, you know, it's it's about the customer experience. It's like what going back to what Brad Oakley said when we started doing this. 
it's it's not about what we're doing it's about the customers so each time they come through they're like holy shit you know i want to go back through that it's that customer experience and so they'll bring their kids or their friends next time like you guys got to see this mm-hmm. like holy shit so that's kind of like where i wanted to go with that character that's basically going back to the old school ways how did you think it would get where it is today no, I, I, I didn't have any idea that, you know, it was ever going to be like this. That's that's for sure. Now, when you were in school, did you take any theater classes or anything? No, God, no. Dude, you're, you, you just have so much, like, animated emotions with your body. Mm-hmm. And the way you just put yourself out there, like, fuck, dude, this dude's really dead. There's something mm-hmm. wrong with him. Yeah, there <laughs> is. I mean, like, I, I know. See, that that's another thing. It's like, you know, I, I, I let... I let them out, so it's it's basically kind of uh, it helps Good. tremendously. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, when when you when, if you, if you suffer through a mental illness and stuff like that, like you have to have um, ways to kind of vent all that out, and that's my way. <clears throat> yeah, and like I've I've learned with like haunting, it's not just a hobby; it's a lifestyle, mm-hmm. and like I mean, I have severe anxiety, mm-hmm. depression. Uh, and then sometimes, like I, I don't talk to people. I just, you know, I just hold it in. We'll do when no, they, you don't. So, sometimes <laughs> I do. No, you don't. You always tell me about the next. Yeah, day. Yeah, because you're my person, and we, we've discussed this. You are my person. <laughs> you are mine. <laughs> you're my person. That you're I my Doctor Phil minus the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like seriously, like when when I put my stuff on, if I'm a clown or I'm the boogeyman or I'm just somebody, I'm not myself. I am the person who I am deep inside who I can be. You know, you know how I handle my problems? <clears throat> Jack off. No. How? How'd I do it? How'd I do it today? Oh. I, go, I say, listen, <laughs> motherfucker, you got a fucking issue. You need to let me know because otherwise, yeah. There are certain situations at work where <laughs> a lot of awkwardness. Yeah. And <laughs> Steve is. Steve straightens out awkwardness. Steve's a person where if it's to the point where he's like, you know what, I'm fucking done. He's going to handle it. And if the person doesn't like it, no fucking will. He got it out of the way. He needed to say what he needed to say. He said it. <laughs> well, I just want to try to keep cool with everybody, but goddamn, because we got to work together. I shit you not. Okay, so like I, I run this big machine called a winder. And um, I just got done with my job. I'm picking up my paper with my bobcat. It's fucking like 110 degrees. I'm, 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 I'm roasting. Man, want to get get me a little popsicle out of the freezer in the break room. So I'm walking around, going to the warehouse, and I see Steve in there. And I open up the door, and I heard motherfucker, and I said, "Nope, <laughs> I ain't fucking dealing with it." <laughs> I said, "I'm gonna let him handle this shit." So like, I went into the other lab, and I'm just looking in the window, and I can see him doing this thing, and I'm saying like, "It's happening." I said, "This this has been waiting for like four fucking months." He's got it. So I'm sitting back, and all of a sudden, I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to start throwing hands. But the other person started to smile. I'm like, well, I guess it ended well. That's good. <laughs> Once I seen that first smile, I'm like, well, okay. I'm just one of the people, like, I get tired of kid shit, and I get tired of people, like, supposedly telling people that this person said this, this person said that. And, I, dude, I have no reason to talk shit about anybody. I don't care. I'm a grown-ass man. I don't care. So I have no reason to talk shit about anybody. But... At the same time, when I, eventually I can only, a man can only take so much. So eventually, when I'm ready to say, you know what, I've had enough, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to call this person. I'm going to say, hey, look, if there's a problem, you need to come say something. But don't sit there and act stupid and void me and being immature about shit. Come ask me, and I'm man. I'll tell you, I'm blunt. I'll say, hey, look, yeah, I did say this. No, I didn't say it. So all I did today was I just questioned and say, hey, what's the problem? Mm-hmm. You need to fucking tell me, or we're gonna have problems. I think right. that's what flat I flat out. It's fucking, and I said, nope, Aunt, that so ain't So then, <laughs> you know. Meanwhile, and again, I understand, you know. And I, I was more than polite. I said, dude, yes, you are younger than me, and you are in better shape than me. But flat out, I will kick your fucking teeth in, flat out. And if that's how you feel, because we've had this conversation before. He left the first time, this dude, and he's a good kid. He's a good kid, but he believes too much shit because, again, he's a kid. He's only, like, 21. He believes all this shit that everybody always says, and, and that's what I was even explaining to Arthur today. I've noticed with him, even, like, and I even told him this. I said, dude, your problem is all your so-called friends that you hang out with are the ones causing all this problem because they talk more shit about you when you're not around because they're scared of you, but then they're not man enough to tell you. I am not scared of you, and I'll tell you to your face if I said something. And I said, I was saying stuff in... The fact of, I wanted you to do better for yourself. 
I was upset that you came back to this place when I, it's because I wanted you to do better. You had it made here in the beginning, and I was upset that you left. Whatever. You made that decision, fine. Mm -hmm. But you decided to come back. Now you have to start at the bottom again, and that's when I was upset that you came back. I was like, yeah, man, I can't believe he came back. That's, I was upset for him that he had to come back here because who wants to come back to a swing shift job, man? Find something better. Better yourself. That's what I was hinting at for him. Right. So anyhow, again, long story short, I explained that to him, and then he understood. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. And then he brought up, well, I heard you also wanted to kick my ass. And I said, dude, I said that originally, like joking in a caring way. Like, man, I can't believe he came back. I'm going to kick his ass. That's it. But then his little friends go back and tell him, like, no, dude, he was like, you're going to kick your ass. And I said, no. Now that, I said another time I was mad because I was getting mad about how you were trying to dodge me and shit. Yeah. And it was getting old. So here I am now telling you, let's get this fixed because we've had to have this conversation before. Because, again, even though he's 21, he's kind of one of those, you know, he's he's scrawny, but he's ripped, and he works out all the time, and he thinks he's a UFC fighter. And, he is a UFC fighter. again, <clears throat> yes, he's younger and he's better shaped than me, but, dude, I've been around the block a time or two, and it's one of them things, like I told him flat out. I said, dude, I'm not like the rest of your friends that are scared of you. If you want to throw hands and you feel froggy, jump. Mm -hmm. But I promise you, again, you're better shaped than me, but I get a hold of you, you're done. Mm -hmm. Flat out. And after that, you know, after we had that conversation... He was fine, and the rest of the day he hung out with us. And I'm glad I was able to resolve the situation because I try to get along with everybody the best I can. Right. Because, I like, we say on the show all the time, we're drama-free. Yep. There's other groups that have reached out to the Dark Carousel and tried to make waves, but it got handled swiftly, quickly, like a fucking ninja, man. I just cut that shit clean off. Like, look, we are not about that shit. Bye, click, done. Mm -hmm. So, again, that's why we, we always are out on the lookout for newer members to bring on. So that's why we're excited. You know, we were having you on again and, you know, bringing you a part of this and, you know, hopefully, you know, you'll take this and go with us on this journey, man. I'm all, I'm all aboard, man. As long as you guys have me. If you, if you hear stories about us, they're not true whatsoever. Yeah. Which I don't think there is stories out there. Arthur doesn't play with himself. I do. I do a lot. Sometimes I have to, but no, here's the thing with dark carousel, dude, we're family. Absolutely. Um, we'll do anything for anybody. If you're if you're down in the dumps and you're lost, I told you the night. Yeah. I'm always here. No matter and what. I appreciate that, man. Always fucking here. Yeah. And if he don't work, he knows where to go. He always comes to me. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Door's always open. And, I mean, that goes, goes with anybody. 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 Dude. And then and if, if the shit really hits the fan, I've got a big walk-in closet with a lot of stuff. <laughs> These, the, the shit you see about clowns on movies sometimes is real man <laughs> i love it i love it no but we're definitely definitely a proud definitely honestly we're proud to have you here i'm really happy to have you here and one question i gotta ask please how do you like that black food coloring you know <laughs> it, it's it, it's wild because uh <laughs> um I, I wanted to tell you a story if i, if I may it was hilarious because um I, I used that concoction, right? And I had, um, this was back in the temple. What was it, the temple? The temple of terror. So what happened, uh, you know, how I come out, the elevator slide, the door slides open, right? So basically, I had the door open, and the flaps are right there, so I can see how many customers mm -hmm. right there, right? So they're occupied talking, you know, yada, yada, yada. So what I did is I took a can of fruit cocktail, ripped the wrapper off. So it looks like you just got a, a metal container, can, yeah. can, right? So I put my concoction in that fruit cocktail, solid black. And I, I get out the flaps nonchalantly, just bust through it. And like, everybody's like stood back, like, holy shit. I walk over to this this couple. I'm sitting there eating it, and I'm like, I'm just letting it drip down my beard and stuff. <laughs> you got a purry mouth. <laughs> oh my god! And like their, their faces just uh, looked like their souls had just left their body. Like, what the fuck is this guy on? <laughs> like, why don't you want some? I'll put some hair on that chest, of yours. And oh my god! Oh, get me the fuck out of here! That's all I heard. And then like she's bolting out the other fucking way. Like, come on, don't leave so soon. Uh, we just getting started over here. 
um, I forget who's the one that runs the front of uh, of the temple. T- of temple, she always sits behind the thing. Oh, that's Elizabeth. Call her. Every time I walk through the line, she always wants to take a picture with me. She's like, "Come here, <laughs> come here," and I'm like, "What?" She goes, "I need you." The there's a group that's driving me nuts because yeah. sometimes we're busy. Yep, and she gets busy. She's like, "They're driving me nuts." Will you go mess with them? Mm-hmm. So if no one else is running the line with me, because sometimes I'll have you know Harley running with me, or I'll have you know skids with me, or something like that, running around through there, scaring people and shit. She goes, "I'll have my slides stuff on. And I'll slide down through there real fast." She cracks up because this one dude like literally hit his head on the side of the uh, one of the pillars and stuff. Oh god! And then he got tangled up in the uh, the the netting. The netting, <laughs> and she is dying. She is cracking up, and then like I would too. <laughs> so one of the other actors that was uh, running by the elevator came over, and you know he was acting at the time, and he was like, "I'll get him down," you know, and helping him. I come back up there, and she's cracking up. She says, "I'm about to pee myself." <laughs> and she goes, I love you. She goes, seriously, you need to keep doing this, you know, because it's entertaining for me. And plus, right. when we're swamped and people are getting antsy because, yep. you know, we got to do it just right. Because yep. then there's no purpose. When you send too big of a group through, no too one gets much, scared. Right. Too big of a conga line. And yeah. the people are like, well, what the fuck am I paying this money for? Yeah. You know, because they're. Well, we get that all the time with the fast pass. Because it doesn't give us. It doesn't give the actors enough chances to reset. Yep. So they wound up be like, OK, yep. we'll just fucking tally along last year that was the biggest argument with guests like when we're roaming they'll come up to us so what's the purpose of this what the fast pass like literally the line's longer for that than it is the regular i'm sorry yeah i mean we don't we don't we don't we don't make those changes yeah we're not in charge we're just actors sorry we just scare you that's basically all we do I don't scare you. I just chase you. It's like it's it's what you pay your fifty dollars for when yeah. you come in through the doors. You want us to put the stairs in you. Yeah, it's some, like come on. Some people just don't understand that. Now, no, we're at the fifty minute mark. Got a few more minutes. So I want to ask you one more question. Please. What is what is the most intense moment that you've had? Intense moment I've had, as in, in like. An injury or uh, a customer freaking out and like having a panic attack. Oh, man. What is what is the moment that you witness that you were a part of? God, if you um, man, this is going to hit. This is going to hit. Um, um, and uh, the temple. I was uh, again in the elevator, and uh, this older lady and her uh, daughter had come from Arizona to see uh, Dawkin and uh, weren't, mm-hmm. weren't because I was, they were from Arizona. I remember them telling me and they'd never been to a haunted house before ever. So they came through the temple of terror first. And that right there to me was just like, holy shit. You know, they've never been to a haunted house ever. That's what she told me. Game time. That. And so, um, I wanted again, you know, it, it's not all about scaring them. It's about the the experience. It's the customer experience. I, I, I that's like burned in my psyche. It's the, the customer experience, making sure they're taken care of one hundred percent. So they get in the elevator, and I, I was trying to tell the older ladies, like here, you know, on this on the very edge of this, because it's like a little safety area. So that way, it because when the elevator goes, it shakes the whole floor what happened was um she got caught her foot got caught underneath the thing and it jarred her hip and she had hip replacement mm. yeah and uh she was in a lot of pain and her daughter I, I told her i was like don't worry i'll take care of it i got her foot out of there and she was having a hard time walking i was like just hold on to me i will take you through the whole haunt I will make sure she was because they were adamant about going through because yeah. I told him, I was like, you know, I could get you out of here and get you medical. No, I, I want to go through this. She was determined. So I set like walked with her the entire time and foot didn't give a shit who else was coming through there and stuff like that. I was making sure that they were taken care of. Yeah. So I walked with her the entire time and get out. And. Uh, they gave me a big hug. Yeah. And it. Because they were like, you know, thank you so much yeah. for taking care of us. To make sure that my mom was taken care of. And the daughter he just, like, was just so grateful. Mm-hmm. And I always remembered that because, you know, like, these people never came through a haunted house before. 
and then come to ours for the first time. And mom gets injured, and I made sure that once we were out, she got medical attention and stuff. Uh, I don't know what happened yeah. to her and stuff like that, but you know, hopefully everything worked out and, and she's okay and everything. But yeah. No, I, I had this one one experience. It was where the old lady walked you through the clown house. No, that was when she was basically fondling me. And I was really, really <laughs> abused by her. She was a uh, that was a different story. <laughs> Tell that one a different time. But uh, I was as a rumor in 2020, and I was a clown. So I'm in the queue line of uh, Milltown Trail, and I'm up front. I'm talking to all these people. I see this mom and a daughter. This daughter is completely terrified. She does not like me. Guess what? I don't like you either. <laughs> so I'm all up doing her thing. I'm still acting, doing my thing. So my thing is, this little girl is probably eight or nine years old. I'm going to scare you, but I'm not going to petrify you. Once you right. understand that, this is the reason what a haunted house is. Yep. I'm not going to completely destroy your time, but I'm mm-hmm. also going to do my job. I'm never going to break character. So they start walking down the trail into the Tossic and stuff. Well, I'm following them. That little girl keeps looking at me. I'm just waving at her. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get past, to- not toxic, uh, the sewers. We get past the sewers and stuff. And right before the big um, Area 49 or what the heck it's called. Was it, is it Area 51 or was it Area 49? Area 49. And the little girl, and I, I stopped him for a second. I said, all right. I said, this, is, this one's going to be tough for you guys, mainly for her. Um, I said, the best thing for you to do is cover your ears. Mm-hmm. I said, matter of fact, I'll cover your ears. So I asked the mom, just jokingly. She said, yeah, that's fine. So I covered the little girl's ears and went through pop, 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 pop. Well, the ears ended up being in my, in my hand and her hand. Mm-hmm. Dude, I held that little girl's hand the whole way through the trail. By the time we got up to the underground, she was walking, laughing, having a great time, and then as the time we're walking up the hill, I told her, man, this is a long hill. She started climbing on my back. Here I am piggybacking this little eight-year-old little girl a whole mile of the trail. And I remember after the last scene, I put her down. I said, you killed my back. <laughs> and then her mom said, you have no idea how hard it was to get her in that trail. Let's do it again. <laughs> and I'm like, no. You don't Piggybacks say are closed. You don't say that. <laughs> so I walked them back onto the trail, and I gave them a free access fast pass. I said, just let them go. Let That's them go so again. Awesome. That's awesome. They came back, and that little girl was fucking petrified and terrified because nobody else did what they were supposed to do. Mm. You see a little girl? Don't yeah. just petrify them. Right. She came out crying. Right. She's, Where are you? Where were you? Right. And I'm like, well... <laughs> I have a Welcome, job to do. Welcome to Land of Illusion. Yeah. But yeah. it was it was just really neat to experience that. Absolutely. And uh, the thing I wanted to throw this in there because, like, being Dr. Psycho has been, a, again, a huge honor for me. And be able to, like, not only scare people as Dr. Psycho, but now, like, being able to interact with the kids because it's, like, it's not Mr. Samia. This is Dr. Psycho, right? So when I get these kids that would come in terrified – scared out of their fucking minds i would actually get on my both my knees and be like it's okay we're we're all friends here no one's going to hurt you and i would literally write them a doctor's note to show uh, hey show this to the monsters and the next time they try to scare you you're under the doctor's care Mm -hmm. and i'd give them a lollipop and their parents would look at me thank you so much yeah and it would literally ease their hearts and and then like you know, it's not so bad. They're not. They're not going to try to hurt me. You know, these these people are actually nice. And see, again, it's about that experience mm-hmm. because, you, like you said, you know, once you sit there and try to ta- traumatize them, they ain't going to want to come back. Nope. Yeah. But if you give them that, like, saying, "Hey, this person actually cares. Is not trying to hurt me. Yeah. You know, he actually cares. Like, here's he's taking care of me." And it, that's what it's all about is making sure everybody has a good time. Exactly. And that's the biggest thing. Haunters, yes. There are a lot of people out there in the world that are completely fucking psycho that shouldn't be haunting. But nine times out of, the ten, out of ten, when you meet and start talking to an actual haunt actor or an actress, they're good people. Mm-hmm. They're great people. Huge hearts. But, you know, we're humble as hell. And we'll do anything for anybody. Yep. And the reason being is because through other people's eyes, we're different. 
Yeah. Just because we're different doesn't mean anything. We may look different, act different, but deep inside, our heart's beating just like yours. Yep. Yeah. Well, see, like, if we were all the same, I mean, this world would be fucking boring. You know? Yeah. Because, like, and that's what all makes us all unique. You need you know? different. You mm-hmm. need different. Well, Justin, man, um, I've seen the show, buddy. Man. And for you to be on our show, it's a complete honor. It's an honor. You Thank you. In this studio. And again, like, it's, it's just, it's just wonderful to have you on the show. And we appreciate you so much. And we, you, you will hear, hear more of Justin. And again, guys, I'm Snags the Clown, Mr. Sweets, Mr. Sandman. Mr. Sandman and, again, and Dr. Guys, Christopher we are Psycho. Dr. I'm glad to We are, <laughs> we are Dark Carousel Podcast for a reason. We always love you guys. We love haunters. We love scary stuff. And again, stay spooky, everybody. See you guys. Take care, everyone. (laughs)